You're listening to episode one of the Triple O podcast. Triple O stands for Our Opinions Only. I'm Brandon Brown, and I'm joined by two other co-hosts, Mike Boykin and Stephanie Cassiano. In episode one, we give a brief introduction on what the show is going to be about. Also, we talk about some of the latest topics that are currently in the news. As a heads up, Triple O podcast is not safe for children. So before you put this on in the car, make sure you don't have anyone in the car seats. Enjoy the show. Hey, you guys, you are listening to the Triple O Podcast. I am one of three co-hosts. I am Brandon Brown. Um, the Triple O Podcast is Triple O stands for, first of all, our opinions only. And this show is just that based off of our opinions. Um, I am joined by two other co-hosts, um, Mike Boykin and Stephanie Cassiano. And we are looking to talk about anything but again it's just our opinion so we're going to let you know what we think and you let us know what you like and we'll talk about it here right here on the show mike steph what you guys got mike um welcome welcome the friends welcome our guests welcome our listeners what 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 why do you what, what do you think about triple o podcast mike triple o is a platform for us to speak our own opinions and you guys give your own intake on it and I just want to say to the people listening, it will be your pleasure listening to us. All right. All right. Steph, Steph what do you think about Triple O? What, what, what do you think that the people can get at this? So I'm excited to kind of see where this goes. Um, I'm pretty sure no one really knows kind of our background, but we're all um, Brown's active still military. Me and Boykin are um, previous military. It's all where we came from. It's how we got to know each other. And we've always kind of, we've all, Kind of wanted to go ahead and do something like this so we decided to go ahead and see where it goes kind of um you know we're excited to kind of see what what happens next so come and join us and go on for this journey heck yeah i'm excited um so i said this is our our first show so it's kind of um i don't want to say impromptu but you know we're, we're just getting started we'll get more of these out as we get feedback. Um, so today's show, we kind of, we're looking at some of the things in the news. And I think one, one of the biggest things right now um, that we were that we was discussing uh, before we got on was uh, this whole Derek uh, Jackson. Is that, that, I'm saying his name right? Derek Jackson, right? Yes. Yeah, Derek Jackson. And, and uh, he's supposed to be the Christian relationship guru um, giving advice to women about the things that they should look for in their relationships and the signs and the things that they should do in the, in the event that they catch their man cheating. What, 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 you guys hear anything about that? Ladies, I just want to, fellas, I just want to let you know, if your man never caught you cheating, it's his fault. What are you doing <laughs> sniffing around your phone anyway to catch you cheating? Sound like an insecure man to me. That's their <laughs> So, so he he came out and there there was an actual an article that came out and I'll mm -hmm. I'll read a bit um about it and I'm I'm sure a lot of you guys have probably seen this the video with Derek uh, and he came out uh, this was the first statement that got released because this is really evolving and getting really vamped up here but it was a video where he's like tightly gripping his uh, wife's hand and she's on the video with the bonnet and everybody was like why does he have her on this video looking like this. <laughs> But I think what really stood out to everybody was like he gave her like this side eye, like you better I turn stick, stick to the lines, like like we came up with. But the article says, um, "Hyperly Christian relationship guru Derek Jackson, who's well known for preaching a message that black men shouldn't cheat, confessed to millions on social media that he had been unfaithful to his wife multiple times. But that that's not it. What, what really made this weird was that people were talking about how." In the video, he apologized to her, but in the third person. And the the article continued to go. It, it says that uh, this is this is uh, Eric talking to his wife. This chapter of our marriage was one that was preceded by a marriage that I that completely failed. Jackson um, revealed in the video with his wife, uh, the the Nea by her, by his side. I hope I said her name right. Uh, 
I would say it started around August or September of last year, but a lot has been said already about what the cause was, and some of it's true, and some of it's completely false. But the truth is, I'm saying it here now, that Derek Jackson was involved with other women outside of the marriage. And by involved, I want to be clear, I'm not just talking about casually kicking it, maybe at lunch or something like that, he continued. I'm talking about a series of sex, sexual flirtation, that kind of thing. That was his statement. So, so everybody's in an uproar calling him fraud, saying that um, he was giving advice or peddling to women just to take their money. Uh, some people have even came out saying that he should be issuing refunds to people for the books that he sold, giving advice and uh, products and things like that. What, what, what do you think about? What do you guys think about this, Mike? Go ahead. Honestly, if I can be real. I honestly don't think he doesn't owe nobody the apology for anything. Let me explain. Now, everybody know how I feel about Derek Jackson. Fuck him. But at the same time, I feel like people put too much, what's the word I'm looking for? They idolize people too much to a point where the minute they fall or they slip up, then all of a sudden, they're the reason that shit ain't working out for them. When in actuality, like, I feel like Derek Jackson, he gives people, he feeds their ego. So when somebody's constantly telling you, you know, you're not at fault, it's not you, it's him. It's like a lot of people take that as, you know, putting the book on somebody else for their accountability for doing things that they do. I don't think no woman on this earth Listen to Jerry Jackson and was just like, you know what? I'm going to start doing things like this. I just feel like he had that, what's the word I'm looking for? He just kind of confirmed what they were going to do in the first place. And it validates their actions, so to speak. So if you honestly got advice from Derek Jackson and you say he fucked up your relationship or whatever the case may be, I feel like that's on you. You can't hold people accountable for your actions. And like I said, some people, it may have helped them out as far as like relationships and stuff like that are concerned. So I feel like he's human. We all fuck up. The only difference is he's in the limelight. And granted, I feel like he panders to women. But at the end of the day, you can't blame somebody else for your shortcomings. And you can't blame them for their shortcomings because it's not them, it's you. Does that make sense? I, 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 I get what you're saying. I, I, I'll, I'll get back with you. I'll follow up with you in a sec. I'm curious to see what, what Seth thinks about this whole relationship guru. And if, if you know, now, that, you know, women, you know, just from a woman's perspective, like if you were following a man's advice that was supposed to be guiding your relationship or you felt like you could trust in him and you and then you found out that he wasn't practicing what he preached, as far as the advice that he was giving to women, what, what, what kind of space would they leave you in? I mean, first of all, there's only one God in this world. That's my thing. I'm not I'm not bowing down. I'm not praising not one single person because he's supposed to be a faithful man. He's a douchebag. All right. And not so much just like, oh, he's a douchebag because he cheated. He's a douchebag because he did another video. I'm not sure if y'all, y'all saw the second video where he addressed his video. Like he went on. And, yeah. and I was like, are you serious? Like, are you really fooling yourself that much where you feel you have to dress yourself, you idiot? So I think I feel like <laughs> at the end of the day, I feel sorry for his wife only because she looked like she's been, I think every person who has ever been burned has gone through somewhere you feel dragged and you feel tired and you're just fed up with it, but it's really hard to walk away from that. No one knows the relationship behind closed doors. At the end of the day, I think his biggest fault was to address it like boy can say you don't owe nobody an explanation it's your relationship it's your situation um i understand people who follow him and go by you know he's such a great man but at the end of the day social media is people show you what they want to what they want to show you people show you who they are what you know what they want you to see at the end of the day um i feel like you know i, I get it because people you know were invested in him and oh he's such a great man and follow this guy but i feel like it we're all grown-ups you know we all we all make our own decisions at the end of the day um 
I think it just kind of it shows him who he is, who he really is, this character. But it, to me, it's like he's an actor at the end of the day, just like every other person out there, you know, on TV, movies, kind of, you know, like, come on, guys. So I just feel like at the end of the day, his biggest fault, what really, what really dropped him was addressing it. Just my opinion. I don't agree with it. Um, I, I couldn't, I'm not that strong woman to stand there by next to him and hold his hand and, oh, it's okay. I think I would have slapped him a couple of times, but at the end of the day, <laughs> there's no way you couldn't pay me enough money to stand next to someone like that and just like hold my composure. But I also am not married, but at the end of the day, I just feel like that, that really, that really hurt. I, I was hurt for that girl, for that woman, you know, to be, to be put in that situation. I can only imagine what, what she's gone through. She just looks run down. She looks, she looks tired. At the end of the day, I feel, I feel sorry for her to an extent. Um, it's, it's hard to get out of those types of relationships. I think he has a thumb on her. And at the end of the day, when a woman gets fed up, she's fed up, but it has to take her to be fed up with whatever's going on. She's continuing to stay in that relationship. At the end of the day, that's, that's her choice. She's a grown woman. You know, I, I, you, you said something there, uh, two things that stood out to me. So do you think that, and this is for both of you, do you think him addressing it publicly the way that he did made the issue worse than yes. how it was already initially perceived? No. I do. I think it showed his character. At the end of the day, people can say whatever they want to say about you. Something comes out. How many times does something come out and it just blows over? It goes, it, people find another story, the next story to talk about. At the end of the day, him addressing it showed who he was. He didn't do it once. He did it more than once. And he didn't just have a casual issue. It was a sexual relationship. Like, dude, are you serious? Like, you just keep on putting on freaking more lighter fluid to that fire. Like, what is wrong with you? So to me, I felt like it just, he just kept on building on that. And then to talk about your own story, like, come on. Like, you just want to hear yourself talk. No. See, I disagree just for the simple fact that the situation was worse already. The situation was bad. I feel like him going out and speaking on it is kind of like, yeah, nigga, we heard you type of thing. It's like, I don't think people's opinions are already made just based off of the situation. Like, and that's one thing I hate with, I'm not gonna even say this generation, but us as a people, like, we, like, regardless of how you feel about Derrick Jackson, and I'm not defending him, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Like, before all the information went out, before he even had a chance to tell his story, people already put him in a position of, Oh, you a piece of shit and everything like that. Also, I want to point out something that people not taking into consideration of that I think I don't feel sorry for, but I'm just wondering how she thinks. The girl he had sex with. Like, like I don't know how long the relationship is going on, but this man giving advice and she's listening to it, saying, you know, be this good man and everything like that. How do you think she felt knowing that he's cheating on his wife with her? I'll say, I'll say the same, the same way any other woman or man feels laid up with somebody knowing that they got a ring on their finger feels. It's, it's like you know, you know what this is when you got yourself into it. I don't think, I personally, I don't think that um, he showed up and presented himself as single. Uh, to add on to this, I don't think this was his first time cheating either, like with just this one woman, because like Steph said, like he was talking about. Uh, you know, being a woman being fed up. Like, I, I saw that look in that woman's eyes and it was just like, when he looked at her, it was just like, you know the lines, stick to the script, we've been through this before. And someone um, like made a video, uh, I forget what the, the guy's name is, that showed um, Derek Jackson recording the video on his truck. Then he jumps out his truck and, and the first thing he, he's talking to his neighbor, he's like, hey, where the bitch is at? And, and it was like, someone was like, that, your wife's coming. He's like, oh, where, 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 where? And it was, it was like a spoof. It was supposed to be like a, a parody video. But I think that for me, now, and, and I can speak for someone like with me, you guys uh, know, and I'm not sure a lot of our listeners know, um, I personally, I go, to, I'm wrapping up my uh, master's degree at the Marriage and Family Therapy. And I can speak from just, just a personal story. I, as a marriage and family therapist, I can say like working in the public limelight, being online, doing videos myself, doing, uh, talking to people. I, I know personally the, the veil that it kind of hangs over your head 
when you're supposed to be this quote unquote figure in the public spotlight and then something happens and you're like, damn, this is like a, a black mark on my record. Um, and I don't know how I'm going to face this in the public, but how I'm going to talk about it. And like for me, I, I got divorced and I'm just like, hey, how can you be a, a therapist and you get, get divorced? How are you going to tell somebody about their family and their life? And you're like, you know, it's, you can't even work things out in, in your own house. So I connect with him in that manner. But however, I wasn't on Front Street with the, put it like, Steph said, put a video out there like, hey, this is what we're doing right now. It's just like, I, I went through the things that I went through. And, um, you know, my ex-wife went through the things that she went through and we found a way to meet in the middle. Um, but I had to find, I had to figure out, you know, somewhere along the line, like as a person, like, hey, this doesn't make you a bad person. This doesn't, you know, this doesn't break your life. You can still move forward. You can bounce back from this. But looking at both of our situations, I'm not sure like this is like one of those things that he is going to be able to bounce back from. What, what do you think? Wasn't, the thing about it, I think the reason why he's not going to be able to bounce back from this or it's because he wasn't genuine. Like he wasn't genuine in his in his apology. He wasn't genuine. He was talking. He's very full of himself, and that's just what he comes off as. Like at the end of the day, I think that's what makes things different. No one. I feel like you addressed it. You made it a bigger deal, but it's the way that you talked about it. People know when you're genuine and know when you're not. This like at the end of the day, you you knew the way she the way his wife acted. That was a genuine feeling. She looked run down. Like that's just woman to woman. When you're thrown to the dirt, you're thrown to the dirt. You can feel you you see that all over her face. But him, on the other hand, was like, you know, I, who, who wants to sit there and hear, I've done this before. I've done it more than just this many times. Like you're, you're, it's like he's beating her over and over in front of her face. Like at the end of the day, I don't feel like she needs to be in that space. If you felt you need to address it, address it. But why would you put her through that to sit there and, and listen to you talk about that over and over again? At the end of the day, I just feel like that's what makes him, makes it worse for him because he didn't seem genuine about it. If he felt like he was doing it selfishly well yeah i mean obviously he had you know arterial motive with the books and his messages and stuff like that and he did i mean he does end up the women and everything like that but how can i put this I'm not going to judge Derrick Jackson based off of him getting caught up in this situation. I judge Derrick Jackson for the bullshit he put out before. And the reason I'm not going to judge man about this situation is, so let me ask y'all a question. Let's just say Joel Osteen, right? Joel Osteen, you found out as a basement where he has kids making his suits or, you know, sex trafficking or whatever. Not Joe. <laughs> right? You know, God's gonna lead you to a right place. You're gonna get that new car. You're gonna get that new house. Can I get a hallelujah? Like that, that Joel Osteen. Now, and he has like, um, he does under, you know, underground sex trafficking. Now, ideally, yes, it would be ideal that most people will turn away from him because he's not practicing what he preaches and he's doing evil things, you know, behind closed doors. But the message that he puts out, does that have any effect on the lives he touched and the lives he saved before that situation happened? I, I, you know what, man? I'll, I'll say this. If a person said something to you that inspired you or gave you hope to live a better life, then that that's great. That's that's wonderful. Does that change the fact that they're still a shitbag? Absolutely not. Like, I, I, I don't want to take it away. I, I don't want, like I said, I, I think, like, so number one, pastors, therapists, trash men, ladies that work at the nail salon, we're all human. Everybody, everybody's a human being. So nobody is free from fault. Nobody's, you know, perfect. This this perfect person. However, when you work in the public sector and people have a perception of you, if you've been called to serve, like you know, pastors talk about having a higher calling, 
or they, you know, put themselves, they, they work at a certain level that they know that they can't be out here, um, you know, living a, a reckless life because people count on that. And so I think when you have a body of a group of people that count on you, you have to walk that tightrope, if you will. Right. Um, because that's what you, that's where you put yourself. Now, if you fall from that, it's up to you to address that and figure out how you're going to move on from it. But for him, I think he's in trouble on two fronts, and that's both with men and women because he sold women advice based off the backs of men. But like you said in the beginning, men wouldn't mess with him in the beginning because he felt like they felt like they were throwing him on. He was throwing men under the bus, and women were eating it up with like. Like, this is what we need to hear. Thank God you're telling us all the tips and the secrets that we've been missing out on. So now that he's falling, the women are mad at him, and the men be like, yeah, we, we've been waiting for this. Like, we told you, <laughs> We told you. But, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I guess what I'm getting at, and this is not necessarily about Derek Jackson. Fuck him. My problem lies with, you know, people, and it's like, when you're in the public eye, granted, you're expected to be on a higher um, anarchy, you have a tight rope on you, everything like that. I get that. But when does accountability come in place? So the whole thing, like, let's just bring up R. Kelly. Now, R. Kelly did what he did. And mm -hmm. it was dead ass wrong, and yes, he should go to jail for it. At the same time, you telling me that a song that I used to grow up listening to, I Believe I Can Fly, I gotta stop listening to it because the nigga who made it, that don't make sense to me. It well, doesn't make sense. It's like, I don't think about R. Kelly when I listen to I Believe I Can Fly. When I listen to Step in the Name of Love, I'm not thinking about no 15-year-old girl. So where does accountability, like, what do, you, what do people want? Like, you know, justice is being served, but at the same time, it's like, nah, you listen to R. Kelly, you should be ashamed of yourself. For what? You know... I'll, I'll, I'll take it a step further with this. I remember, and I, I won't put the person's name out there, but I remember a few years back, I, I, I love gospel music and I was listening to gospel and a lot of the artists that I like, I'll tend to look them up. I'm, I love reading biographies on people and their background. And one of the gospel singers I listened to, I found out that um, when he died, a lot of people, it was speculated in the church that he had died by AIDS and the church was covering up the church was trying to cover it up and make it seem like it was natural causes but not just that his son his adopted um son came out after he died saying that he was molesting him and this is a prominent figure in the church he's a pastor he makes gospel music that that resonates with people and when I and when I read the story about this and his son's reports I, I, I was I remember being left feeling broken like damn man I love this man's music and to hear something about this I was just like where does that leave me uh, you remember you said with Juana man he's like I still love you Juana man I was like kind of like in that space like damn what you know what, what where does this leave me and the person I, I shared this with initially one of my good friends and that's kind of what I, I said just a few minutes ago like did, did the person's message help you? Yes. What they did, you know, is it messed up? Yes. Um, or can they be held accountable for what they did? And in this case, he's dead. But, you know, um, I think in this sense, his accountability is that this is a part of his legacy now. And this will be forever attached to him. This isn't something he can, like, just, just bounce back from, like, that um and not to get on another tangent but like um the bill cosby thing bill cosby was everybody's favorite tv dad and when it broke out that he was dropping uh pills and drinks it was like oh no not not cliff he, he's everybody's favorite tv dad so it's just one of them types of things all right i agree but before i give my opinion Jeff, what you got what do we what's our opinion on on that, what uh, we talked about the pastor well, and the just cancel code for cancer, cancel culture, and you know, should I guess if you got something from someone who's um, done dirt, should you still 
take heed to their words or support them as far as listening to their music or watching a TV show based off of the shit they did? I think it's a personal choice. At the end of the day, everyone has their own. The thing that was wrong with the world today is everyone's trying to follow a trend, trying to follow this person or let's cancel this, let's cancel that. At the end of the day, it's everyone's personal preference. You don't want to, you don't want to follow that person. You don't want to believe them. You don't want to buy. That's your, that's your choice. At the end of the day, that's free speech, right? Like at the end of the day, we have a choice. We have an opinion. We have our own. Down your own two feet. If you don't, if you don't agree with it, you don't agree with it. Everyone's trying to cancel Eminem. Everyone's trying to cancel the college. We're trying to cancel all of our childhood freaking cartoons. At the end of the day. If we sat there and thought about how many things are offensive in this world, we would have nothing to look at on TV. We would have nothing to listen to on the radio. We'd have nothing to... At the end of the day, everyone's freaking out about everything. Music doesn't sound good. This is, you know, cussing people out. This is whatever the case may be. You know, slowing down cartoons to see what's offensive. At the end of the day, I mean, it's it's your own world. You're, you're responsible for your own life. You're responsible for what you put into your brain, what you read, what you write, what you view online like that's all a personal choice i just feel like everyone's so damn sensitive like it's whatever you feel is offensive cannot be the same whatever everyone else feels offensive everyone lives different lives we all have different upbringings we have different minds like be an individual at the end of the day yeah i think that's the nail on on, on it with that word i think a lot of times people for, for some reason and this, i think this is beyond for somewhere along the line, people stop doing their own research. People stop thinking for themselves. They just wanted to follow to follow trends, and then before you know it, trends they, they left you hanging. But one thing about one thing you have to understand about following people, you'll always be one, one step behind. You you know somebody will come out with something. This is the latest dance. So learn how to do this. It wasn't you didn't come up. Somebody else did. You learned how to do it. And so, with being one step behind, when that person crashes and burns, it's like, it's always going to be like a blind side. Like, I didn't see this coming because, yeah, you were following this person. There was no way you could see it coming. And so, with that being said, I, I just want to say that, like, she was talking about cartoons, and I grew up, we had um, the South Park, like, um, like the Simpsons, even now, like Family Guy, shows that are just blatantly offensive. <laughs> but I knew better than walk in the house and say some crazy mess to my parents right. right. on a cartoon. Right. Um, it's just taking accountability for yourself as the person, as the parent, and how you want your kids to be raised. I thought somebody had posted about our kids. After Seuss isn't good, but raise our kids on Cardi B. Like, Cardi B is for adults. She never said that she was for kids. So right. you don't know the difference between the two. Like That's your choice, Anthony. That's your choice. But, 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 but. But wait, there's more. Okay. My problem with Cardi B is, so, okay, like I said, do you, you know, your music is not for kids. But, and it's not necessarily Cardi B's fault, but when you put that on TV, like the Grammys, where you got kids and people like that watching it, and it's like, okay, like, I don't know. When you have kids watching, it's like, it's kind of hard to say, oh, well, I'm not, I don't allow that in my house, because I'm pretty sure it's like when Janet Jackson City popped out. People watching the Super Bowl, but nobody expected that to happen. So it's like you got family and people like that watch these shows who are not expecting certain things to happen like that. No warning sign or nothing. But how sure, many of us after that walked sure around said, pulled on, women's shirts down? Huh? So how many of us after watching that on TV was like went to school, like went to our teacher and was like, oh, I seen it on a Super Bowl. I, a, I thought I'd come to school and try it out on you. No, I'm talking about like, so let's just say you looking for some home built television. Mm-hmm. You know, you're watching the Grammys, you're a fan of Bruno Mars and all these other people who make music that I don't know now. And it's like, you want to see a performance. And then you see some shit where they basically, their only thing they missing is, you know, a pole and singles. <laughs> it's kind of like, you don't want your kids put on stuff like that. Now, the difference between wrestling moves and, you know, 
you know, glamorizing sex and stuff like that. So let's just say hypothetically, you're watching the Grammys, your daughter sees Cardi B doing some stuff like that. And next thing you know, you see her on a broom and she's working to some shit like that. It's like, whoa, whoa, where did you but, learn that shit from? But as a parent, but as a parent, that's your responsibility to, to tell your child what's right and wrong at the end of the day. I mean, I think about growing up, right? I wasn't watching no damn award shows. I wasn't, I was watching cartoons all the time. Of course, all the music we listened to back in the day, there was not always good music, but at the end of the day, you knew what not to say in front of your parents. Like at the end of the day, you gotta take some, like you said earlier, accountability. Those are, that's the parents' accountability. That's not a celebrity's accountability. At the end of the day, she's making music, people are buying it. That's, she's an entertainer. She's no responsible. She's not, a, she's not a parent to your children. That's your responsibility. All right, so we, our last two minutes, so let's, let's close it out. Derek, Derek Jackson, is he bouncing back? Are we buying his books? Are we taking his advice? First of all, let's get one thing clear. Hey, nothing that ever came out Eric Jackson's mouth where I was like, he's right. It is my fault that it didn't work out. I was unable to hire a personal chef for the woman I was interested in. And me taking her to the Cheesecake Factory wasn't enough. So I'm not a real man. Like, I never took Derrick Jackson seriously, so I can't say yay or nay. Kevin okay. Sang Juice, on the other hand, I agree with some of, um, some of the stuff he says, but that's the topic for another time. Steph, okay. what you think? Steph, are we, are we picking back up uh, on, on Derrick Jackson? Are we reinstating him? Are we seeing Derrick Jackson? Beforehand, before all this, so at the end of the day, I mean, he's not doing better. He's still a douchebag. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go put him on my most viewed or go follow his page. It's no choice. He did what he did. I ain't. I think that I think that this is going to be he posts. Uh, God has has a way of uh, people, and uh, maybe this just that maybe this is a period in which he will be humble. I, who knows? But. Um, that his image will never be the same again, but does that mean he can't find himself in a different space? Maybe enough. Now that he's giving advice to women, maybe he can switch teams back and talk to the fellas. Now I don't, I don't, I don't know. But <laughs> that's uh, that, that's it for our Derek Jackson. Um, so for our, our, our the next thing that we had on the docket for today, um, I think we had Kirk Franklin. Am I right? Yes. Kurt, so Kurt had a little bit of an instant, I think this, you know, ties into some of the things that we were talking about um, earlier. Kurt had a piece of widely known guy singer, people love him. And I think that he had a fight with his son or something. And um, this his grown son. This doesn't. Um, his son isn't a kid or anything that this his son is a grown man and he had uh, a fallout with his son and then Kurt cussed his son out um and I think if I correctly it, it it with him the discussion him saying that he wished he could like snap his or something like that to that effect and um his son is 32 years old and took the conversation and posted it uploaded it online the conversation didn't have what led up to that. It was just Kurt's response. And the internet went crazy because it's that Kurt's a gospel singer. As a gospel singer, you shouldn't be cussing it. Uh, Steph, what, what, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I didn't like that. I think that's just a personal situation. I think it's family. That's a, that's a behind closed door conversation. At the end of the day, like his son posting it, you're a grown ass man, 32 years old. Like he did it for a reason to get a kind of an uprise from the public because he is a gospel singer. I just feel like everyone makes mistakes. Everyone, we're all human. At the end of the day, I don't think just because he's a gospel singer, you you put him above anybody else. Um, I just feel like that, that's for that's for a home conversation. That's for a, you know, I don't see why you would want to um, record a conversation with your father and post it. I feel like he, he knew what he was doing. We don't know, we don't know the situation. We don't know everything. We're, we're going to based off of, social media based off what we you know what we think or what we 
Like, in the, the day, I just feel like that wasn't something to, to, I don't agree with it. I don't think it's okay, but I also feel like it's not for, for it to be for public public ears. Okay. I, 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 I personally, I don't feel like Kirk did anything wrong. Growing up, in my old, it, it wasn't uncommon for somebody to cuss you out in the name of Jesus. So it was just like, I, I've heard people say, well, you know, maybe we don't have the same traumas or whatever the case may be. That be it. But we'll say this. Just because someone cussed you out don't mean they don't love you. They might just be frustrated. They might be upset. And again, I said the it, the the audio clip didn't show or didn't you know reveal what the son did that led up to that point. And I think it, it's worth noting again his his son, uh, Carryon Franklin, is 32 years old. So for you to be going online out into the public space talking about what your father isn't doing for you, or what he hasn't done for you, absolutely ludicrous. You're a grown man. You can't say that your parents weren't there for you um, because I'm sure there was times where all them, them, them nice gospel checks that Kurt Franklin was getting, he was giving his son money, taking him on trips, doing different things. So where, where's the audio from that where you guys were having fun? Don't just try to put this man out there just to, to air him out to make him move everything. And so like I, said, I just I, I just think he's both that, 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 you know, whatever backlash he gets from posting that that, that audio clip, I feel like he deserves. Right. I honestly feel like listening to that Kurt Franklin talk like that, the song Stump, to me, has a whole different meaning. <laughs> I don't know if you heard that song by Young Buck. <laughs> I hear him talk the way he's about to get that ass stump. Like, that's what I thought about when I heard that. And to be completely honest, like, when like the uh, people getting offended with him saying he gonna snap your fucking neck and all this other shit. If y'all know what happened, mm-hmm. my mama told me when I was a kid, I'ma break the brakes off of you, your mm-hmm. ass is grass, and I'ma beat a lawnmower. I'ma snap you in the middle of next year. I'ma beat the black off of you. Like all like these same <laughs> things. Me being a um black boy, my mom said all these types of analogies and shit like that. That to the person who's not part of our family would actually think like, how is she gonna do that? She's really gonna slap him in the middle of next year? Is she gonna slap him until Wednesday? Like, people don't realize like, when you have emotions built up, especially as a parent, you say things and it's not meant to be taken literal. I'm pretty sure Kirk Franklin loves his son and it only so much that you can take before you snap. And I'm pretty sure that wasn't the first time he snapped on him and everything like that. But, I mean, only thing I see is he probably should've got his ass whooped more. Cause like, first of all, in my house, in my household, if I even like, I'm 35 years old. If I even look at my mama like I wanna say something smart, she gonna slap me. If I look like I want to slap her, I got another auntie or uncle who's gonna look at me like all waiting for me to do something wrong so they can jump in. And they and they beat, they crave shit like, oh, I wish she would, I wish she would, I wish a motherfucker would. And like, I feel like it comes to a point, like you said earlier, you have to, um, regardless of what the beef was and everything like that, you gotta understand, like, that platform you had to speak on where you got those people to listen to you, it came from that same man who said he's gonna snap your neck. It came from that man who called you a bitch nigga or whatever he said. And it's like, things like that should be happening behind closed doors. At the same time, I feel like the Kirk Franklin situation and the Derrick Jackson situation isn't that much different to a certain extent. Oh, you want me to explain? Or no, I I I, I can see that the, the parallel there. Steph, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do me like that. Don't do me like that. <laughs> it it is in a sense. It's like 
Here we the go. Only, <laughs> the only difference is Derek Jackson is somebody that men already hate and women love. And so just imagine you being a girl and you're just like, yeah, that's right, girl. Fuck a man who don't do X, Y, and Z for me. And <laughs> he fucks up. And now your boyfriend is looking at you like you were saying. And now, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of all in the same thing. You got to respect, you know, the Kirk Franklin thing. And it's not being for the public to see just as the Derek Jackson thing is something the public shouldn't see. Oh, if, I know this. I don't agree with that. If, if you respect him, I feel like if you, like, I'm going to give an example. I'm a, this is kind of off, but it's kind of, it's going to go together. I'm a Falcon fan by flaw. It's like nothing you can say will deter me away from being a Falcons fan. Same thing with Michael Jackson. Like, I'm a Michael Jackson fan. I don't give a fuck what Michael Jackson does in his personal life. I know what resonates to me when I hear his music. So I will continue to bump Billie Jean and beat it and all the other shit. So if you're a true fan of Derek Jackson and what he's saying, regardless of what he does in his personal life, you have to respect him for if he gave you any advice that you could use, that you've been using, and it's benefited you in some way, you can't close the blind eye to this man just because of a mistake he made or something he's doing on a constant basis, despite me thinking he's, you know, doing it for a monetary gain. So your argument is as long as someone does something to make you feel good, it doesn't matter what they do in their personal Yes, exactly. Exactly. As sick, as sad as that may sound, it's like, I don't care what, I don't know Derek Jackson. I never met this man a day in my life. But at the same time, what he does in his personal life is just that, his personal life. So we're talking about Kirk Franklin. So. Oh, no, but I'm just saying, well, I'm just saying, I was bringing that home to Derek Jackson. And as far as Kirk Franklin is concerned, like, I agree with what he did, but at the same time, if you don't agree with it, it is like, has his music inspired you in any kind of way? Have he, has his music made your day better by listening to it? If it has, do what Eddie Murphy says, have a focus of your smile and shut the fuck up. It's none of your business. I, again, I, 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 don't, I don't feel like he did anything wrong like like you like a lot of people said i think steph said this earlier about it was private it was respect business and i think you know if, if a family needs help if you feel like your family help then you should you know reach out to the proper panels um to get help but again to put, for him to put his dad out there i don't think he had any positive intention like he, it was malicious it was, there was yeah. an intent behind that there was a, a negative, he expected that negative, you know, you know, flashback. He expected that, you know, they're going to cancel my dad type of thing at the end of the day. Like, he expected that. But at the end of the day, I mean, he's a grown-ass man. It would be different if he was five years old. It would be different if he was, you know, three, four, five, six, seven years old getting talked to like that. I think that's a different type of situation. When you're 34 years old, at the end of the day, like, I think it's different. If he would have been a, a child, it would a different situation. But you're a grown man getting talked to like that at the end of the day, like, whipping and girl. Take it for what it is. I'll say I knew Kirk Franklin. I, I wasn't surprised to hear that Kirk Franklin out. When I the first Kirk Franklin I heard song that I heard opened up for y'all who think that gospel music has gone too far. That was the first line. Anybody who opens up a gospel song like that has definitely been too far before. You 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 just don't bring it up to the edge and then walk back. You would have been across that line one or two times before in your life. And so, but when, when this whole thing broke, Kirk Franklin cuts his son out, oh, that's music went too far that day. <laughs> <laughs> he was done, he was done. Like I said, I don't know. I don't think there's too many pastors who can honestly say they don't cuss in their personal life. Especially like sometimes, like, 
If my mom tells me to clean my room, I like your parents say you clean your room. As a kid, you take it as the passive, you know, okay, I get to it in a minute, you know, whatever. When your mom say, get your ass in there, clean your goddamn room, like, shit, she's serious. Oh, she mad, man. Yeah. <laughs> you drop it and you get your ass in the room and start cleaning. <laughs> so sometimes you have to, because, because, like, even in the Navy, like, we know, like, the word, I mean, cussing comes easy for us. Our favorite word in the Navy is fucking. <laughs> and it's like, it makes whatever you're saying more passionate. <laughs> <laughs> like, if somebody said, like, um, if you say, I got the 12, I mean, the balls to four watch, you say, okay, cool. But if you say, I got the fucking balls to four watch, it's like, oh shit, like, it's emotion in that, it's passion in that. He feels a certain way about it. So for, for 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 those that don't know, watch standing is something that we're still to do. We standing watch is what would what can we equate standing watch? Standing watch is like a guard duty where you stand yeah, it's in a guard. Yeah. Like for four hours. Um sometimes most of the time if you're by yourself, it might be one other person. You have to stand out either it's either sometimes inside of the ship or sometimes a lot of times it's outside, you're outside in the elements and Broken. you just have to stand for four hours, either checking IDs, case may be, and so um, standing watch from what they call Baltimore is uh, midnight to, yeah, and that's not generally a watch that. That's the worst watch <laughs> of life. <laughs> what? Well, I don't know if people notice, but very also the watch follows the four is not that bad because you ain't got to make no announcements and. <laughs> I ain't even name no more. I can stay fuck it. So if um, they got their door closed, I'm on my phone now to check a text message, update my Facebook status or some shit like that. And then if I see him for steps, oh there shit. There wasn't Facebook back then, was there? <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm, no, no, I mean, well, I mean, I, know, I, I don't want all three of us were in the Navy together. I think like, MySpace was, <laughs> yeah, there was, was MySpace. There was no Facebook. Oh, my. Yeah, <laughs> I miss I miss my space. My space, you could literally fucking uh, um like I don't know what the big deal is with Facebook. My space, you can have your own background, your own music on your <laughs> People get mad because you're not on your um, top five. My space and my space was in their friendships. Like I better be in your top five. <laughs> my space almost ended me and your friendship. Why you Because <laughs> you weren't in top five. Don't know. Me and um, Brandon, we first joined the Navy. We just talk about each other, mom. <laughs> oh, yeah. So yes, yes, yes. So I'm going on Facebook. I mean Facebook. I'm going on MySpace, and I'm just scrolling through, and I just see um, Brandon Brown has a new friend. Who is Brandon Brown's new friend? Bridget Boykin. Not only was were they friends on MySpace, this motherfucker had the nerve to put him as his number one friend. On <laughs> <laughs> so Mike was mad at me because I, I made his mom my number one friend. <laughs> I thought I thought it was something he was he was gonna laugh at. Oh, he was hot. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like the situation where um, I sent that email out on the ship. Oh. <laughs> yep. Don't want to talk about it. No. Okay. We can Ooh. talk about anything you want to talk about. I'm, I'm no. just very came here. No, but I do want to talk about a MySpace story about this beautiful time in Rosarito. Mm-hmm. And there was a certain somebody who was beyond drunk. And there was a picture of this person tongue to teeth with a girl who was she was ugly. I don't know the nice way to say it. She was like <laughs> and what's called on my face? Your guest list are the thing where you post like people comment 
make comments and stuff on your thing. Like they can post pictures on your what is it called? Yeah, it was a timeline. It's like a message board, something like that. Yeah, Some board, like yeah. That. Yeah, I, I, I remember that. That that, that was yeah, yeah. First of all, y'all, you guys are messed up friends for letting that happen. The, the first, the very first time I, I go out of the country, um, we, we 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 go to Mexico, and and then uh, as a matter of fact, I remember it was a phone party. I I didn't know. All I know is the, the, the phone was coming down from the ceiling and you know the strobe lights are going and then what they nobody tells you in Mexico when you go to a club there is um some guy that walks around with a sombrero and a bottle of tequila and um he walks around he just taps your shoulder and you before you can even say yes or no he's sticking a bottle of tequila down your throat and then not just that he has a whistle that he's blowing and then he takes this black cloth and puts it on your face and then shakes your face really hard and then you left to your your your, your own devices for the rest of the night so uh you have to manage yourself accordingly after that happens to you after that something like that happens to you i'll tell you from personal experience you're not what they were calling the right state of mind and certain friends you know take advantage of situations like that and take pictures of you um and and and, and, and post them um, the day after, and this this way before reaction videos were, were hit the streets. This this. <laughs> hey, cue the music, but that's what friends. Thank God we didn't have we didn't have social media back then. Could you imagine what our social media was like <laughs> if we had? Whoops. I wish we did, but, but now bring it back up to, to bring us back to airing out family business. So I I, I personally <laughs> understand what. What, what Kirk Franklin has been feeling um, as it relates, you know, when somebody puts you on Front Street on the internet, and, you know, and have you being the laughing stock or have everyone talk about you uh, because something that you did, you know, while not necessarily at home or at a club in Mexico, um, I, I, I can connect to him in, in, in that way. Shouldn't have added my mama. <laughs> Fair right. enough. I want so, to talk about this. We've talked about a story between me and Brandon. I want to talk about a story between me and Steph over there. What, which one? Now, there was a quite like there was a story like when we first joined the Navy. Me and Steph went. We were planning to go to Vegas. It was me, Steph, and like four other people. What is, you said VA has, what's that? Just for people that don't. Okay. Uh. <laughs> she said, oh. <laughs> and on our way there, I think I was maybe oh, 19, yeah, 20. Cassiano was 19. We had one person that was with us that was above the age of 21. Mm. And long story short, we get pulled over possession of alcohol under age. Don't be telling Wait, you're, missing like, you're missing like a big part of the story. Okay, what's the big part? We go, first of all, we go to College Avenue, people. College Avenue to the 7-Eleven, park in front <laughs> of the store, and these idiots are telling them through the window what they want, what alcohol. They're like picking it up, like, you want this? You want this? Telling them what they want from the freaking the store. They come out, put it in the trunk, right? We drive off and there's a white truck following us, a white van. I'm sitting in this passenger seat. I don't remember who's driving. I'm sitting in the passenger seat and I'm like, guys, that van's following us. We did a U-turn. I think we messed up. We did a U-turn. The van is a U-turn. That van's following us. No, it's not. I was like, yes, it is. It's just like it's following us from the store. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's fine. All right, whatever. We pull into Denny's, I believe, right? Denny's parking lot. I believe it was a Denny's parking lot. Mm -hmm. Mary Calendar, yeah. one of those Denny's. parking lots. Okay, we're in a Denny's parking lot. Parked right next to each other. Whoever grabs the alcohol, puts it in the other person's trunk. Once it hits the trunk of the other person, cops come out everywhere. The white van was undercover cop. <laughs> that these dummies didn't want to listen to me. So cops come out of everywhere and we all get talked to. And I think the cops were like laughing so hard 
because they were asking us who ordered <laughs> the green apple freaking what Smirnoff? <laughs> Yo. Oh, let's talk about it. Pops are like, like they're like laughing because we tell them like it's not ours, and he's like, oh yeah, those are mine, and they're like cracking up. I mean, you see freaking Blinken over there wanting green apple Smirnoff, and everyone else has beer. Uh, they were laughing at us. First of all, yeah, I'm not gonna sit up and act like Smirnoff ice is not delicious. Let's get that out of the way. First of all, two. He didn't laugh, he smirked, and he appreciated me for being fun. So, whatever. He thought we were lying. <laughs> so there's no way that Smirnoff. There's no way that you wanted to drink. Ah, do you remember when we went to court and uh, the lady was reading off, she was like, Smirnoff ice? All right, Smirnoff sour apple. Sour apple. Oh, man. Good time, good time. So as you guys can see, we, we, we are, like Steph said, we are three friends from the military and we, we, we got stories like this for days. So you, you guys continue to listen to us. You'll, you'll definitely hear more of these things as, as we, we get into other episodes of, uh, of the podcast. But um, we are coming down to the last two minutes of the topic. So let, 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 let's close this out. Kurt, do you think he should have issued an apology and what's next, Mike? Yes, I feel like he should have issued an apology and say, I apologize. I have a bitch ass son who just wants to post our business on Front Street like that. But please believe, you know, if you step out of line again, I'm going to do the same thing. Love you guys. <laughs> I don't feel like it, it should have been addressed. I feel like he's fine. At the end of the day, it was a, it was a supposed to be behind the doors. At the end of the day, it's supposed to be behind, you know, closed doors. It was a personal matter, family matter. And I just felt like the son did that for, for his own clout, if you will. And it is what it is. Well, I'll, I'll say this, that if, if I was Franklin, um, and you guys can come at me. This this is my opinion. Again, our opinions only. I feel like a lot of times Christians Christians are holier than thou. And when you are in trouble, they will act like they ain't never did nothing wrong before. They and they like and then put you on blast like, oh my god, how could you do that that poor soul, that child, and you know better than this, and they gonna expose you and pull out every verse and chapter in the Bible and throw it at you like you know, again like they ain't never done nothing before. At the end of the day, before Kirk Franklin was a gospel singer, before he was a celebrity, he was a man. And he had a son that went against his father. And it's, this wasn't the first time I, if, if he had to get him like this the way he did. So I feel like, again, whatever his son had, he had And again, I feel like it was wrong with the internet. If it was me personally, I would apologize for those. I, I apologize for you guys taking offense to what was said, but hey, what was said needed to be done. It's what it is. I agree. He when it comes out. <laughs> but um, I, I think that's uh, I think that's it. That's all we have for uh, today's show as far as our topics, but we'll, we'll definitely uh, do this again some more. We'll try to come out with at least two shows a month. Uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes, depending on what you guys think. Let us know what you like. Um, and for you guys that are interested in following our show or uh, to get it, we'll be on um, Apple Podcasts. We'll also be on Spotify in addition. Um, you can find us right now. Our only social media outlet is uh, via Facebook. Uh, it's facebook.com slash triple O podcast. And that's T-R-I-P-L-E, the letter O podcast. Um, so I, let me say that again. It's facebook.com slash triple O podcast. And that's T-R-I-P-L-E and podcast. And so we'll be loading uh, 
podcast up there and you'll find it yeah, at the other podcast outlets and uh, via the Facebook page you'll get you know some stuff from us updates and that we're doing and feel free to engage and we'll engage with you uh, Mike, Steph, any closing before we uh, shut it down? Steph? Nope, we'll see y'all soon appreciate the listening to us Yes, appreciate you guys listening to us. You're welcome for us giving to you guys our opinions about it. And we know we're going to see you guys later on. So just stay tuned. Big things coming. Appreciate the listening. Take care. Bye-bye.